You want your five star matches? <laughs> you want your thirty minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping me. <laughs> What is up, everyone in the CWC? This is We Too Deep with another episode here of the Slapping Me to Wrestling Podcast. Sorry, I had a little brain brain freeze there. Uh, yeah, we got a we got a good episode, as you could tell by the the name of the episode. We we're, we're going to talk the CM Punk drama that's going around the internet. We're going to review Raw from Monday and then SmackDown from last Friday. And then we'll close it out with some, you know, housekeeping announcements. Um, things going on in, uh, you know, the Discord, the community that I, that I want to bring to you that, that, I'll, that I'll be working on. <clears throat> um, the first uh, thing that I want to get out of the way is just go ahead, follow me on TikTok and X or Twitter. I still call it Twitter, but that's just force of habit. At we too deep four one three. W e t o o d e e p four one three. Again, that's w e t o o d e e p four one three. Um, also, join the discourse on the Discord. Um, that's where we, 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 we talk a lot about the shows, you know, live, uh, as, as things are happening, we discuss a lot of things, a lot of other things we talk about to join the casual wrestling community. And, uh, with that, let's go ahead and talk about last, uh, last Friday's SmackDown. And to me, there wasn't really a lot going on on that episode of SmackDown. Um, I I have to believe that we are in the fuck you Fox phase of the TV deal. It ends at the end of the year. Um, and I would assume that the idea going on is, hey, if Fox doesn't want to renew, they don't want to give us the money that we want for the programming, then we're you know, we're just going to end this in the current deal with very little to show on the, on the, on the episode. I mean, we're getting what carrying cross and AJ styles, you're getting LA Knight versus top Dava. Um, and then, uh, and the big thing that they're really going to focus on, I believe would be the bloodline. And I, I believe that we're not going to get a lot on, on SmackDowns from here on out until the, a new TV deal is, it's, I believe they're doing just the bare minimum to make the product somewhat watchable, right? Um, but what I do want to talk about is the Bloodline story. Because for the first time in the three years of this storyline, 
WWE has me asking, what the fuck are we doing about this story in particular? Um, I don't understand um, why you would go the route storytelling you will. So I hope that they explain it some more as, you know, as the time goes on. Because I thought for certain that we would take the jealousy angle with this gimmick um with with the turn of jimmy on on jay i thought they would go the jealousy angle and it writes itself right it would write itself every time jimmy gets hurt jay comes in and takes the shine right and 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 i thought that would be the best way to explain why you would turn on them um but they went with the no man i was scared for you I thought you were going to turn into Roman and that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense sort of at all in the story. It just, there's not a lot of sense behind it. Um, and a, a common response that I've seen, at least in the people I've talked to about it, um, outside of the CWC is, Oh, well, WWE booked themselves into a corner um, what else can they do with this story? There's a, there's a lot they could do with this story, right? A jealousy angle would have worked. Um, the only other way I could see this is, is Jimmy was sort of gaslighting Jay. Um, and this was all sort of the plan to sort of, uh, you know, get at Jay. Um, I, 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 while I don't agree with how they're going about the story, this, this, at least this part of the story, I've just come to the conclusion they know what they're doing. I don't have to be privy to this information. I'm going to let them do what they what they know how to do because they've kept me entertained for three years. With that being said, Jay Uso, at least in, in appearance, is out of WWE. He's been moved to the alumni section. Um he, you know, he went with the whole, I'm out, I'm out of the bloodline, I'm out of SmackDown, I'm out of WWE, deuces, ooses, which by the way, why was that not a t-shirt released immediately after SmackDown? Um, but I think this is enough time to give him a little break, have him come back at, at some point, maybe at Payback, maybe at... Uh, Fast Lane or Crown Jewel have 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 Jay show up and and come back and and I think what we'll get is either at Survivor Series or at Mania. I don't know where they're well where they'll do it. A fatal four way for the title: Roman Solo, Jimmy and Jay for the title. I believe that should that should be the Mania match in my opinion. Um, that's where I believe we're headed. I'm not going to guess any more than that, uh, on this story, because every time I try to guess on the story, I'm wrong. Let's move to, um, Monday night's raw. And boy, what an episode this was. Um, of course you had Becky versus Trish. Um, as a match that happened and that was sort of the big thing. And then Finn versus Cody was the main event. Um, 
JD McDonough sort of entangling himself into the judgment day and their drama going on on screen. And I, and I, I really love JD McDonough. Um, I've been a fan of his since before they, they uh, changed his name when he was Jordan Devlin in NXT UK been a big fan of him uh, then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, first off, I wish he would have picked up the win in his match. He had a match against Sami Zayn. I, I really I don't understand what we're doing with Sammy and Kevin right now. If they're both hurt, either have them drop the titles or, or something, split the titles, do so. We need something with this tag division because 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 them as champions not doing nothing but playing superhero every week. Like, why does Sammy Zayn have to come out and play superhero twice in this in this episode? I don't know. It just it, it made no sense to me to do that um we then have a segment backstage chelsea green's backstage with adam pierce who's trying to strip her of the title but uh she stops pierce from talking threatens to call lawyers and then you know pierce asks what should happen uh kaden carter and katana chance come in and and say you know when you find a partner we're ready for you. Piper Niven comes in, attacks, uh, attacks um, Katana Chant and Caden Quarter, takes the belt from Chelsea Green and says, I'm your new partner now. Um, and that that ends that segment. I really hope that's not where this ends. Uh, I, I, I know there's a lot of people who would be okay with that, that teaming. I'm just not fine with it. I feel that there's a lot better you could do. I've mentioned Cora Jade. I've mentioned even JC Jane. There were there were rumors when Mandy got released or fired um, that Chelsea Green was going to come in and replace her in Toxic Attraction. That was the rumor at the time. And so I've always said JC Jane would be a perfect fit for her as a partner. Um, and at the same time, Cora Jade as well, I think would even be a even better fit um, than 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 what within Piper Niven. Um, Gable comes out. We end up having a match between Gable and Vinci, right? Now, Kaiser continues to show off his beautiful promo ability. Just, just so good on the mic, right? Um, Gable beats Vinci and then, uh, Kaiser... Um, no, I'm sorry, Gunther, Gunther versus Otis. Um, and Gunther picks up the win there. Um, we think at Riddle and McIntyre versus the Viking Warriors. I just don't know what they're doing with Riddle at this point. I sort of just stopped paying attention whenever Riddle's on the screen. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. McIntyre deserves a lot better, but when when you there's when Seth Rollins is sort of in the middle of a few uh, McIntyre should be battling you know top tier talent not mid card talent because there's the obvious they obviously aren't going to push Riddle right um I just I don't know I'm not a big fan of Riddle and McIntyre being a tag team McIntyre deserves better to me we then get wild. Uh, 
Rhea versus Indy Hartwell. Pretty decent match. Rhea picks up the win. Um, I just, we're two hours through the show at this point and just really nothing really going on. Shinsuke does a promo, but it's in, he, he speaks in Japanese and there's no subtitle. So I have no idea what he said. Um, so, and here, here's the thing. I don't care that he speaks in Japanese. I care that they don't subtitle it. If they're going to have him speak in Japanese to an American audience, yeah, you, you have to at least put English on the screen for us to know what he's saying. Cause I have no idea what's going on. All we find out is Nakamura wants the world title, right? And and so I attacked Seth Rollins because I want the title. Well, everyone wants the title. That makes no sense. If you think about that from a storyline perspective, everyone wants the title that's not Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins has it, so he doesn't want it because he has it, right? But everyone else who's not Seth Rollins, face or heel, wants the title. So if, if it's just based on want, wouldn't everyone go up and attack Seth Rollins? I just, it's, it's a, to me, it's a very lazy story. Um, and then, of course, we get Trish versus Becky. The match was just, it was a snooze fest. I was over there. I, I stopped caring about it. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. They removed this match off SummerSlam, so I don't really care about it because this match has zero meaning. Right, and then the way it ends, it ends in a double count out. They go backstage. They fight in the concession area. We then get the get told that we're gonna have the match again in a in a steel cage. And I just, what's the point of? I I don't know. I I don't know what the point of this feud is at at this point anymore. We then get the main event: Cody versus Finn. Cody picks up the win. Um, and what Sammy, Sammy comes out, right? And then, yeah, I just, I, I, I wasn't a big fan. This, this episode overall didn't hit the way previous episodes have hit in the past. Um, so I, I, I felt like it was a very lackluster episode um, and so hopefully things start to pick back up as we get towards payback in literally three weeks, almost three weeks, less than three weeks at this point. Um, like 18 days. So, so two and a half weeks until, till payback. Um, so you need to start preparing us for what's happening. And that's so that's sort of my big problem with these quick turnarounds on these premier live events is it doesn't give enough time to grow new stories, right? Cause so much has to happen in two to three weeks to build up to the match happening. Right. And so I just, I don't know. I wish they would ex- I, I'm fine doing 12, but if you're going to do 12 shows, like if you're going to have SummerSlam on, you know, the, I guess it was the first weekend of August. So you do get a full month. I just, I wish like you had like eight weeks in between pay-per-views um, or even if it was just like six weeks so that you can 
take the week or two after the pay-per-view to sort of explain what happened and to set up the new story rather than just ending it on one night and then picking up a new story right after and having to speed through it um, just to build like reasoning and, 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 and all that to the stories. Um, so again, not a lot to really talk about there with, with raw or SmackDown. Not a lot happened that, that I really wanted to talk about. Um, let's talk about CM Punk. This is going to be where, where we'll stay for most of the show. Um, I have a lot to say about the CM Punk drama. I have a lot to say about the CM Punk drama. Um, I want to pull up. I want to pull up everything that was said or what we know so far, so I can give you context, and then I'm going to lay out how I would how I would handle this drama. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day. You can't just sort of act like, oh, this happens, this is wrestling, this is what happens in the locker room, and, and ignore it. I mean, you can. You can ignore it. But it's never going to stop. And I think it's a bad look on WW, excuse me, on AEW. Excuse me. I think it's a bad look on AEW to have this type of stuff happen on a almost monthly basis at this point, right? Like there's, there's new articles like all the time coming out about drama in the locker room. You, you just had women's drama in the locker room. You, you, you now have CM Punk drama in the locker room. Um, and so, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about where I stand on Punk versus the Elite. I want to talk about the drama going on now and then how I would handle this. And, and, and the way I would handle it, it's a bit extreme. But I think to get um, to, to get people to understand that you mean business, you have to be a bit extreme. You do. You just have to be extreme to tell people that you mean business, right? It's it's just what has to happen. And so, um, the context of this is CM Punk, as we know, what was it? Almost a year ago now, got him and the elite got in a fight. He got sort of suspended. They brought him back with the beginning of collision. And where we're sort of at now is it was reported over the weekend that Ryan Nemeth, if you don't know who Ryan Nemeth is, that's Dolph Ziggler's brother in real life, like real life brother. Um, he was called to the arena. And then when he got to the arena, at some point during the, the day before the show happened, he was told he wasn't going to be on the show. He could go home. Um, now, I need to explain why this thing can't – that this sort of thing, like the, the, I, I can understand why, why Ryan Nemeth would be upset with this because as a – AEW allows you to work indie shows. Right. And so I would assume that part of that is, hey, if you have an indie booking, we're not going to use you. Right. But you should, I would assume the contract 
when you sign with AEW is if we need you, you have to, we need you to be on call for whenever we need you. Right. And so if he, I don't know if Ryan Nemeth had to cancel indie bookings or cancel a booking doing something else or what, but let's just say he did. And then he gets to the arena and then gets told, Hey, go home. Well, that's frustrating because now you just canceled a booking. Now you just took money from Ryan Nimeth, right? And, and personally, that's not acceptable. That's just not acceptable um, for, for one, a company to do that. If you're going to call them in, you, you find something for them to do. Um, even if it's just a three minute match, right? But I, what I, I don't know exactly what led to it. Of course, I wasn't there. But the reports are saying at some point during the day, in the locker room, CM Punk cornered Nimeth into the corner, got up to his face, and basically said, if you have an issue with me or if we got problems, we can solve this outside. Right? Trying to be all tough guy. Which, let's just be honest, CM Punk's not a, not a tough guy at all. Like, I'm going to be completely honest, CM Punk. You corner me, and I'm swinging. There's no words need, that need to be said. If you corner me, CM Punk, I'm swinging. Out of, just out of self-defense. I'm not, I'm not the type of person who tries to use force. I'm not the type of person who actually, I actually try to remain as passive as possible. Um, and, like... I don't want to cause problems. I, I don't think there should be a reason for that. I don't believe in the use of force in, in terms of offense. Um, but when it's in self-defense, when you corner me, that, that becomes a threat, right? You could have, you know, in the legal definition, you are committing um, a threat against me, which means I can defend myself. Um, and so, yeah, if you corner me, CM Punk, we ain't even got to take it outside cause I'm swinging on spot. Um, but we've seen CM Punk in a real fight. He gets his ass kicked. So I just, I get this perception that CM Punk walks around AEW like his shit don't stink and tries to portray that he wants to be there for the young guys and he wants to be. But I'm getting this sense that people try not to cross him because they're afraid that they're going to make his list of people he doesn't want to work with or people he complains with. And that's just a poor work environment. And I, I would understand why no one would want to work in that work environment. And then to corner someone and to get in their face, if this is true, CM Punk, that's a dickhead move. That's a dickhead move. That's bully tactics. And I don't fuck with that shit. So, like, I used to be pro-punk pro in this situation because when it was him against the elite, I thought the elite sort of forced his hand and sort of dragged him, sort of egged him on into reacting how he reacted. And so I was fine with him sort of reacting the way he did. But if he's just going to walk around the locker room and acting like he owns the place... I'm sorry, Punk, you're in the wrong here. You're in the wrong here. Um, but then it comes out this morning, Tuesday morning, uh, from PW Insider, 
quote, in regard to the Ryan Nemeth situation, one AEW talent believed that him being sent home may have been precipitated by Nemeth walking around and saying hello to everyone at the hotel before the taping, but not stopping and saying hello to CM Punk and the other CM Punk was with. And if that's true, CM Punk, stop being... CM Punk. Now, I'm not talking to CM Punk as a character. I'm going to look dead in this camera right here. Phil Brooks, if this is true, you a little bitch. As Enzo Amore would say, you are S-A-W-F-T soft. I'm again, I'm looking right dead in the eye. Break the fourth wall. Look right in this camera. CM Punk, Phil Brooks. If you're going to cry and complain and send Ryan Nimeth home because he didn't say hello to you, you were a little bitch. And you're proving his tweet right. Because because Ryan Nimeth on CM Punk's debut of Collision, right? And he comes out and he, he talks about counterfeit bucks. And Ryan Nimeth tweets, you know, he, oh, this dude's literally like the softest guy in the business. Something along those lines. You're proving him right, CM Punk, by reacting this way. You're, you're, you're proving him right. This is soft. If you're going to send someone home because he doesn't say hello to you, CM Punk, you might need to get out of the business, dude. That's some soft shit. You're going to go and send him home because he didn't say hello to you? Come on, CM Punk. Grow a pair. That's insane to me. This is high school drama. I didn't even have this much high school drama in my high school. I don't understand how you work with someone like this. I just don't. So, like, I understand the idea that maybe he's paranoid because he tried to work with the elite and they turned around and, and, and you know, goaded him into reacting the way he reacted last time. And maybe he's paranoid Oh, they set me up to fail. They put me on the Saturday. I don't know what his mindset is. But if you're just going to go around and, and walk around and, and get sensitive because someone doesn't say hello to you, CM Punk, you got a lot of bigger issues in this world, man. This is soft. That's some soft bitch shit right there. And so, ultimately, to me, this comes down to ego. CM Punk has an ego. The Elite have an ego. And we're not even going to really sit and talk about the thing he talked about with Hangman. Hangman gets in. They were going to do a pre-tape for Dynamite at Collision. And then Hangman gets there, gets told to go home. And then CM Punk says a little bit about, like, oh... Uh, I know I, it's after the show from what I understand and someone sort of like yelled hangman page or there was a sign or something. I don't know exactly the situation. And, and CM Punk responds by saying, you know, you know why they call him hangman because I, I went to the, the store and all his toys were still hanging in the aisle. Like that, petty shit. That, that's petty shit right there. The idea is he's saying hangman doesn't sell. Which may be true, but it's petty, and you don't need to say that shit. It's, it's, it, that's just going to cause drama. There's no need for it. The only way this is justifiable is if you turn it into a story, and there's nothing to, pr to point me in that direction of this is a story. This just sounds like drama. 
That's all this sounds like is, hey, we're going to have drama for the sake of having drama. And so ultimately this comes down to Tony Khan because he's the boss here. Now, I'm going to pretend to be Tony Khan for a minute, but, the, but, but I can't be Tony Khan the way we know Tony Khan is now. Tony Khan has zero credibility in that locker room. He has zero balls. He, he doesn't have the ability to stand up to some of these big ego talents or else he would have already done it. So I'm going to be big ball Tony. I'm going to be Tony who, who finally grew a set of balls. And I'm going to tell you how I would have solved this. And I would have solved this the first time it happened, the day the fight broke out at All Out last year. You want to know how I would have solved this problem? And it may have caused me some financial problems. But the day it happened, we're firing CM Punk. We're firing the Jacksons, the Young Bucks. We're firing Kenny Omega. And we're firing Hangman Adam Page. We're firing all of them. Both sides gone. And then I'll uh, then I'll post a little memo. Send a memo to everyone. Hey, if you got a problem with how I solved it, you can leave too. I'm fine working with enhancement talent and, and growing a brand that way. I can get people over that way. That's fucking easy. Hey, you got a problem with the fact that I just fired the elite? Cool, you can go too. You set a standard. You do it my way. We behave in the damn locker room like we're fucking adults. Or you can get the fuck out of here. That's how I solve the problem. You get rid of the cancer. You don't just cut it out for a minute and then put it back. You completely eradicate it. You go full... You go full death mode on, on the cancer. And, and, and let's be honest, the elite are cancer in the locker room. But CM Punk is just as big of a cancer in that locker room. He thinks he's Hulk Hogan. He think, like, And I think he's buying into this narrative of him being called the Hulk Hogan of the 80s. Right? Hulk Hogan in the 80s was a hard motherfucker to work with from all the stories that are being told. And CM Punk sort of playing to this story and to this gimmick of he want, he's going to try to do that. And if that's the case, goodbye. I don't need Phil Brooks. I don't need Kenny Omega. I don't need the Jacksons. I don't need Hangman Page. I don't need you. Right. And the question will then be, well, well then what does AEW become? Well, it becomes a show, right, that, that centers around wrestling. Because if, if that's – I've been told for three years – that AEW's target market is not the casual fans, but the hardcore wrestling fans. Okay, well, let's build around people who who the hardcore fans want to see, right? Let's build around, let's build around Jungle Boy, let's build around um, uh, Ricky Starks, let's build around uh, D Daniel Garcia, let's build around Hobbs and MJF and people who don't start drama in the locker room. And if you got drama in the locker room, you're going to want to start. Well, then the precedent will be set that we'll just fire you. I don't need right. I would have a drama-free lock. And I know, I know the response would be, well, there's always been drama in wrestling locker rooms as part of the business. Sure, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to create the most drama-free part of the locker room. And and you do that by getting rid of the people who cause problems. And a lot of times, because I'm going to be honest with you, 
I don't know how every company handles it, but I've been in situations. I used to to manage a fast food restaurant, right? And, and I'm not going to name names or, or, or anything, uh, but we had one employee and another employee. They would fight all the damn time. Like I'm not like it's sort of like this situation. And I, it was on my shift. I was in control of the shift. Uh, the, the, the shift was almost over. I was about to go home. The night was almost over and they just start bickering. No customers, thank God. But they just start screaming and hollering in the back. And I get a knock on the door from the other manager. They're like, we got to handle this. I'm in there counting money. Uh, and so I open the door and I physically remove one of them from the situation because right, right, I handled the problem, something Tony Khan doesn't know how to do, right? But then we, then you had to make a call. Well, what do you do? Well, it's not my call. I wasn't the GM of the store at the time. So you go up the ladder, you do what you follow the procedure. And you know what ended up happening? Both of the employees got fired because rather than do a full investigation and, and people are going to pick sides, that's just what happens. You know what you do? You send a message. Both of you acted like, a, like an idiot in this situation. So we'll get both of you out of here. That's how you solve these problems. That's how you solve it real quick, too. So that's what I would do. I would get anyone who causes a problem out of the locker room. That's the solution. Tony Khan, you want to end all this drama? That's the solution. You want to have people stop talking about, about it? You get the people who cause the problems that people talk about out of the locker room, out of the company. There's no reason in the world why you should have two, by the same company, should have two shows and the, the locker rooms have to be separated because the elite and CM Punk can't work together. That's not a, that's not, for me personally, that's not a, a work environment I would like to be in. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was an AEW employee, a wrestler, and that was the situation that was going on, and I had to sort of watch who I spoke to and, and walked on eggshells, <laughs> hey, Tony. Deuces, ooses. Uh, I just, that's just, that's how it is. I don't, I don't like being in that type, type of negative environment. It just creates a bad work environment, which creates a bad experience for everyone involved. Right. So yeah, I would fire punk. I'd fire the elite. I'd get rid of anyone and anyone who wants to talk back and try to pick sides. You can go to. That would be the message that would be sent. And that's the message I believe Tony Khan needs to send to the situation, right? There's no reason, right, why CM Punk needs to be in the news every fucking week because he can't get along with certain people. Like, like that that's crazy. That's insane to me. That, that, that would even be considered acceptable in a workplace environment. Um. Yeah, I don't know what really else to say. I want to know what you guys have to have to say about it. Um, that's the main topic I wanted to talk about with this episode. Uh, I, I don't. There's not a lot of other news to really talk about. So what we'll end up doing is we'll just do some some sort of spring not, not spring cleaning because it's summer and it's a hot one. Uh, but uh, we'll do some sort of housekeeping here. Uh, some things going on with this show and other things that I'm doing. The first thing is. Queen City Pro Wrestling. I'm going to go ahead and announce it. I've, I've thought long and hard about this. 
I just don't have the time to work on Queen City Pro Wrestling. I just don't with with my normal my normal job and then doing this show and just other things going on in life. I do need some some free time, so I'm cutting some things out that that, that aren't necessary for me to do. And Queen City Pro Wrestling is one of those things. I want to be open with everyone. Um, I enjoy doing it, but it be, it started becoming to the place where it become a it became a chore rather than something I enjoyed doing. Um, and I always sort of just got to Tuesdays when I was when I would do commentary, and then Saturdays when I would record the episodes and be like, Ugh, "This is gonna. I really don't want to do this, right?" And it sort of became forced. And and so with that, Queen City Pro Wrestling, I'm going to shut that down for now. Um, and um, move on. And with that, I want to spend a little bit more time with this show and with um, just just giving myself like a, some some freedom to to do other things as well. Um, it took me on average just just again to be open. It took per episode somewhere between it was six to 10 hours an episode um, to get it done. And, and so it, it was just time consuming and I really didn't have, I don't really have that amount of time to, to, uh, to put into doing that at the moment. Uh, if this were to ever become like a full-time thing where I could just podcast and, and do that, Oh, I, I would do it. Cause I would have time to do it, but with, with my normal work schedule and everything else, we're going to have to put that on hold for a minute, probably for a while. Um, uh, with that though, um, something I have enjoyed doing is the two K tournaments that I've been doing. Uh, so we just finished the King of the ring tournament, which nerdy D ended up winning by picking Roman reigns. Um, and we're going to get ready to start the queen of, the ring tournament. Uh, I got eight people so far, I believe in, um, that, that, that said they'll do it. Um, I'm going to give everyone to August 25th. That's Friday, August 25th. So not this Friday, but next Friday to, if you're in the discord and you haven't signed up in the discord under, uh, slap a meat podcast, there should be like a thread that says, uh, or a channel that says 2K20, just say I'm in. I want to do it. I'll, I'll thumb, sum up it, let you know that I've seen it. And uh, on the 25th, uh, I will create the draft order. We can find us some time to, to draft the women that we'll pick. Depending on how many we get, we'll probably do two wrestlers per person again. And I'm looking to start that at some point in the, the next uh, – two to three weeks, uh, probably the beginning of September is when that tournament will start. Um, those are, those aren't as time consuming and I, I enjoy those a little bit more. It's a little bit more competitive. It's a little bit more community centered. Um, and so I think I want to stick with, with that over, uh, Queen city pro wrestling for now. So I know a lot of people or some people were into queen city pro wrestling. I'm going to have to put that down for now. Um, and, and hope maybe in the future I'll pick it up when I have more time to, to, to do it to the best of my ability. Because I also believe, like, if I don't do something to the best of my ability, I'm not going to do it because it's it's not the best. And I, I want everything I do to be the best, right? Um, 
And then finally, the last thing we'll talk, we'll, we'll sort of discuss here is uh, the slapping meat brackets. So we'll pull this back up on the screen. Our our matchups uh, over the last few days were Charlotte versus Stephanie McMahon and Rhea Ripley versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, and with that, you can see Charlotte and Rhea did pick up the victory. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. That Roxanne versus Rhea battle at one point was three to two. Rhea three, Roxanne two. Um, and I don't know. I feel like if it was a different matchup, Roxanne may have won. I'm going to be completely honest with you. All right, so so we'll announce the next two and uh, uh, battles. We'll we'll move up to the the top corner with Bianca Belair versus Tori Wilson, and then the bottom corner with Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch, which that one I feel could be an upset. We'll see what happens um, with that one. Um, but with that, that is where we'll end this this episode. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Also, uh, go ahead and submit your questions and topics you want me to talk about on the Saturday episode in the Discord under Slap and Meat Podcast uh, questions and topics. I think there's like two different categories. You can just put, I think there's one for like questions and stuff like that. You go ahead and put your, uh, your, your, your topics in there and I'll answer those on the Saturday episode. Thank you all for watching. And I will see you on Saturday.